0: Hello, my wonderful friends. Welcome to Faith FM, Drive Time, BQ&A. This is Nick Rita, your host. A long time since we've been together uh, because of the break, you know, the end of the year, and I took some... Long service leave, but it's good to be with you back in the studio here from Adelaide, South Australia. This is a program where we really want to look into the Bible. It's a big Q&A, drive time, big Q&A every day of the week from Monday to Friday from 5 o'clock here in South Australia going all around the country and I like to say hello to all of my good uh, friends and listeners who I caught up even uh, with some of you as I was traveling around Australia I've been everywhere man I can sing that song now Uh, I've been uh, starting from Adelaide going up uh, to New South Wales, uh, Spend some time in Sydney, New Year Eve's in Sydney, and then go Brisbane, and uh, coming back, Canberra, Melbourne, and back to Adelaide. I think that was uh, really uh, good for me, and but also some of my uh, visitors from overseas to see a little bit of this beautiful country, Australia. My dear friend, it's good to have you with us today, tuning in on um, Fate FM. Uh, um, And uh, I would like you to be part of this program. You know, this is my desire always when uh, I um, get behind the microphone here. I want to have some engagement from each one of you, and you know that you can be part of this program by just uh, giving us um, a call, I mean, uh, sending us a message rather than uh, giving us a call, because the number which we provide uh, allows you to send us messages and uh, connect with us uh, through the topic which we discuss, and if you have a question, or, or even if you have a Prayer request. You may like us to pray for uh, something which uh, goes on in your life, or you may have a friend which you like to uplift in prayer. The number is zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. You can send us a text message right now, and um, you can uh, say hello and share with us. Maybe how was your time? You know during this break, you know, maybe from school and with children, maybe going visiting places, if you have something important, maybe an experience with God, if you have an experience with God, that will be very interesting also to share. Now, um, because it's my first time after uh, maybe more than two months to be here in the studio. I'm trying to get my head around with all the things going on and uh, I, I just want to start first uh, with um, the theme which we are looking at uh, this week. And we pose a question here uh, which sounds a bit like this. How reasonable is the biblical worldview? You may uh, heard around uh This sort of questions, or you may have even yourself some sort of uh, question in regard to, is the Bible still relevant today? And we dealt with a couple of questions already just early in the week. Pastor Ricardo and uh, Pastor Will, uh, they addressed this question, what is a biblical worldview? Do all churches have a biblical worldview? I thought that question was really good, you know to, to start this um topic. And uh, then uh, further on uh, our good friend uh, Pastor Gary. He also looked at this question how did we get the Bible? And uh, Brenton was uh, able to share with us uh, during this time, and I'd like to say hello to Brenton and welcome to our team here in South Australia, to Faith FM team. Looking forward to see you a little bit more involved with the drive time. Uh, We really appreciate your time with the Bible study as we do another program. And by the way, my dear friend listening today, I'm very happy to also um, get your attention to some of the other programs which we produce from uh, here, from South Australia, Uh, and one of the other programs is uh, uh, Bible study, which we have a panel discussion there, and Brendan is part of that too. I have also another program producing In the Footsteps of Jesus. You may have a story to share, a testimony, get in touch with us, and we'd we'll like to hear that from you too. And also, not uh, the last uh, one is uh, Give Me the Bible, where we have a speaker, our good friend Len, who is also part of the Bible study panel discussion. But yeah, that was another question which they posed together, uh, Gary and Brenton, uh, how did we get the Bible? And then, uh, just uh, the other day, um, uh, Gary and uh, Pastor David uh, Butcher, they um, also asked, can the Bible be trusted? What does archaeology say? And uh, if you miss some of these programs, you know, you could easily go back uh, and listen. You can visit faithfm.com.au uh, or even easier, download the Faith FM app if you haven't got it yet. I believe uh, many of you who are uh, uh, faithful listeners to Faith FM, you enjoy the benefits of uh, having the Fate FM app. Now, Faith FM Australia, if you haven't got uh, the app yet, make sure that you download it. Faith FM Australia. But it's my privilege to say hello to our uh, co host today. Uh, And because I'm filling in today for uh, Fabiano, I have the chance and the opportunity to be in this. Great company here with Pastor Hugh. Good
1: to have you with us, here. Oh, it's really wonderful to be with you too, Nick. And a very happy new year to you, I guess you could say, in a sense, because uh, uh, this is, as you point out, uh, it's been a couple of months uh, since we were last uh, uh, together here in the studio. And... Yes, it's, uh, I must say that it's good to have, have you with, uh, with me today. Uh, it's a whole different kind of Fabiano today, uh, with, with you being here, Nick. And, uh, we've got some good news on the Fabiano front because, of course, uh, he's not with us because he's in a new home. Oh, and wonderful. That's, that's great news for him and uh, we're very excited for him. Uh, but we hope that you'll make this station your new home if you're listening in and, uh, really looking forward to make it a really, uh, habitable and enjoyable experience for everyone today.
0: Yes. And as you said, Hugh, um, yeah, happy new year to everyone, even though a month <laughs> can't believe that, that a month yes. is gone from this new year. But yes. I'm still uh, saying to people happy new year because I haven't seen them around. You know, I just arrived home and uh, when you see an, uh, again, you know, your friends, your, um, even customers, you know, through work on mm. other things, um, it's good to, to have that greeting. Um, yeah, but, uh, thank you. And I believe you had uh, a good break, uh, Hugh and, yes. uh, Yes, yeah. we, Can we you share got, uh, just
1: very briefly? Well, we saw uh, some parts of South Australia that we hadn't seen much uh, of or at all in actual fact because uh, my family and I have not been all that long uh, back in Australia. We were previous to this in New Zealand uh, for quite a period of time and, uh, and we really didn't know much of South Australia. Uh, but we uh, we knew Adelaide and we we uh, were looking forward to coming to, to beautiful Adelaide but we saw Wonderful, uh, seascape and coastline and, uh, countryside across in the York Peninsula and the Air Peninsula. And just really loved our time across there. Some of the best beaches, uh, and countryside in the world. Just gorgeous. And, uh, but it's good to be back, uh, back home here in Adelaide, uh, with yourself, Nick, and, uh, to talk about, uh, what is a really important topic, uh, of course. And that is the, uh, yeah, you know, how re- reasonable is a biblical worldview, as you were saying before. Yes, wonderful. And
0: you know, uh, I mentioned uh, just a bit earlier that um, after a period of time not being here, you know, you need to look back at everything else. And I noticed something, but I, I just want to maybe nobody notice. Who knows if notice or not, which I believe maybe by our faithful friends listening, they may say, well, what's going on there? We, Nick, uh, you know, I didn't even play the intro today. Look, I will <laughs> play the intro right now, and then it will be followed by a piece of music which you I would like you to enjoy and we'll come back uh, together. Don't forget that you can be part of this program by sending us a text message on 04888 <laughs>
2: Jesus in me, a reality That God is in Christ and that Christ's in me That with faith I see what is unseen To hear with my heart, to see with my soul To be guided by a hand I cannot hold To trust in a way that I cannot see That's what faith must be That's what faith must be
0: back. This is Drive Time bq a with Nick Rita and uh, today in the studio here with us uh, is uh, Hugh Henan. Uh, we are going to talk today about the Bible and the relevance of the Bible. As I mentioned just a little bit earlier, maybe you heard around and uh, even yourself, you may have some questions in regard to the relevance of the Bible. But just uh, Hugh, uh, before we getting into our study uh, on this topic, I just looked a little bit, you know what, just Googling, you know, you, you look in uh, Google stuff and it came out with all sorts of things. Amazing you know? what you find in Google. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm not sure if always you need to relay 100% on, uh, on Google, but uh, so far it gets you out of trouble
1: many times. Mm, yes, that's true. Although that being said, there are some things we can't find on Google, isn't there? Mm. Yeah. And I guess uh, you know, the salvation that we find in God is something we can't find in Google, is it? That's right. You know, for example. But yeah, there's many things we can't find there, but it's a good a good starting point. Yes,
0: absolutely. And when I pose uh, a question like this um, is the Bible relevant uh, for today? It came up uh, a text in the Bible uh, in Hebrew chapter 4 and says for the word of God is living and active sharper than any double-edged sword it penetrates even to divide soul and spirit joints and marrow it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart, this is pretty uh, serious uh, because um, uh, on everyday life, uh, we can do things, but we can avoid things. But here the Bible is saying so plainly that it's like a sword, double-edged sword, mm. which divides. We can be either on one side or the other. Uh, there is not uh, middle ground. much middle ground in this uh, case. Uh, while the Bible was completed approximately 1900 um, uh, years ago, its ac- accuracy and relevance for today remain unchanged. The Bible is the sole objective source of all the revelation releva- God has given us about himself and his plan of humanity. What would you like to say on that statement here?
1: Yes, well, I guess you'd probably not be surprised, listeners, to hear me say in answer to that question of yours, Nick, that uh, a Christian radio station such as ours, and uh, being a Christian myself, uh, being a follower of the Bible, that yes, I would agree with that 100%, that uh, the Bible is an instruction, it's a map, it's uh, a light uh, in in life uh, and actually helps us to navigate some of the issues that we f- in fact all of the thorny uh, and challenging issues of life that we do face uh, and and yet to do so in a way that doesn't give up to despair doesn't give in to uh, to the hardships we face doesn't uh, uh, allow itself to be overthrown by depression but allows it uh, but but instructs us and uplifts us and helps us in a very elevated way to uh, be overcomers to to have hope and to uh, to to win in the struggles of life even when it's th- looks like, when we're about to be defeated. Uh, and in fact, that sometimes victory is to be found in places of darkness and defeat. And mm. in fact, uh, uh, all the greatest struggles in life, uh, 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 or every great victory, every great... Uh, 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 outcome has come through struggle, has come through difficulty. Uh, but we have hope when we read the scriptures, because we read in there the examples of those who've come before mm-hmm. us, heroes of the faith, people who've held on tight, who've never let go of uh, their grasp upon the good things of God mm. and have, have uh, won through, uh, ultimately. And their stories... Uh, the history of their of their experiences still resonate with us to this very day, and of course none other uh, none more so than Jesus Christ, who overcame even death and the grave and rose again and so there 's none more victorious life uh, or uh, anti hero if you like <clears throat> than that of jesus because he 's the ultimate hero, not the one who overcame by by force mm. or by coercion, but who overcame through humility, who overcame through uh, by, by giving up his life that others may live. This was a true hero in the fullest sense. And so when I open up the Bible, I, I do find exactly what you've outlined there. And that is a, uh, that is, uh, hope for today and for tomorrow mm. in the scriptures. Yeah. Absolutely right. And we, we just, uh,
0: said, uh, something about Google, you know, which has a, a great deal of information there. Mm. Bible is pretty much the same. You know, Bible uh, Bible has uh, contains a great deal of information about natural world um, that has been confirmed by scientific observation and research. Some of these passages which uh, you can look in the Bible includes like Leviticus, Ecclesiastes, Job, Psalms, in the New Testament Col- Colossians as the Bible story of God's redemptive plan for humanity unfolds. Many different characters are vividly described in those descriptions. The Bible provides a great deal of information about human behavior and uh, um, all sorts of tendencies. Our own day-to-day experience shows us that this information is more accurate and descript- de- descriptive of the human condition than any psychology textbook. I really like that thing, you know, because uh, in many uh, different domains of life, you find some roots Mm. into the Bible. Mm. And even in the political world, which today is so compromised in many aspects, you still find some biblical uh, values there. Again, uh, what do you think about this aspect? Because as I mentioned, you know, uh, Google It's a good tool. I use that, but I don't dismiss the Bible. I will encourage people then, um, you know, not to dismiss the the Bible. You know, uh, compare things. And uh, Apostle Paul uh, has that phrase,
1: great phrase. You know, search all things Mm. and take what is good. Yes, yes. Hold fast to that which is good. That's right. And when it does come to the Bible, uh, it has a proven track record. You know, it has been around for thousands of years, as you pointed out, uh, and. It, uh, it contains within its pages uh, descriptions uh, and uh, I guess you would say uh, a mirror or a, a, a clear picture of the inner workings of the mind and of the heart. The, the verse that you uh, mentioned at the start there, uh, Nick, was uh, there in Hebrews 4 verse 12. And it points out that it penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrows. It, it is able to examine or to judge or to bring clarity to the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. And so... Yeah, uh, many times we struggle to think about, you know, well, why do I do the things that I do? Uh, how can I overcome the the issues and addictions and and such that I might have in my life? Uh, and certainly, all of us have various struggles of different kinds. Uh, and when we open up the Bible, we find not only a description there, but we also find the antidote uh, to the, uh, the 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 poisonous attitudes or the destructive habits that we find uh, so often at work within our our minds and with our hearts. If we're to be really perfectly honest with ourselves, mm. uh, we sometimes can act like our very own worst enemy as, as human beings. The person who tends to say the worst things about us can sometimes be ourselves. Um, and uh, and yet the Bible reveals some of the issues that we have and yet does so in a loving way that helps us to overcome those very same issues, the issues that all come out of what the Bible calls sin, uh, envy. Uh, you know, for example, envy, jealousies, rage, brawling, anger, malice, uh, and uh, rejection, and so on, all of, and resentments, all of these things that lead to self-destructive uh, uh, outcomes, the Bible doesn't just describe them. It also provides us with a way out. Mm. It provides us with uh, power to overcome by the Spirit of God. So a uh, very powerful book. I know that Google uh, is able to, Uh, take us to uh, and provide us with information but what the Bible provides is transformation. Absolutely. And so really very grateful for what the Bible has done in my life and uh, really grateful for the topic we have this week of course which looks at, you know, can we trust the Bible? Is it a relevant worldview? Does it make a difference in people's lives? And I really believe that it does. Mm. Uh, The reason why I say believe is on the basis of evidence, not on the basis of wishful thinking. And we'll we'll look at some of that uh, in further detail today.
0: Yes, absolutely. And my dear friend uh, listening to they uh, please don't hesitate. Uh, come along with us. Be part of this. You know uh, you can send us a, a text message on zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. Now uh, make sure that you have this uh, phone number uh, saved there because we are coming just a little bit later with an offer which we have uh, for today. A free gift from us which we would like you to enjoy. Uh, But um, yes, stay with us for uh, this hour and uh, we are going to uh, go a little bit deeper uh, into see what the Bible has to say and even Jesus himself, what was his approach in regard to the Bible. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. And we are also very grateful to the Adventist World Radio uh, for their support to us here in uh, South Australia. Uh, Adventist World Radio, they do amazing work all around the world, uh, broadcasting in uh, regions where it's very, very difficult to, to reach out in any aspects. But uh, it's great to have uh, uh, Adventist World Radio uh, in partnership with us. Now, Hugh, um, just um, a little bit earlier, you mentioned this, that uh, uh, will be good for us to dig deep a little bit more into this question which we pose uh, for today. Can the Bible be trusted? And what did Jesus and the apostles say about it?
1: Yeah, really good question there, and of course it builds upon where we've been this week so far, Nick. Because of course uh, uh, the fact is that uh, uh, previous to to us, uh, our previous uh, uh, presenters have shared uh, some really important matters which we won't cover today. And you've mentioned uh, already a fact uh, that uh, on Monday we looked at uh, um, what is a biblical worldview uh, and uh, what is uh, what uh, what do we discover there. Uh, Tuesday talked about you know how do we get the Bible, uh, which is really important, uh, of course, to uh, be able to understand why it is so reliable, uh, is to go back to its origins and, and see the evidence for its veracity and its reliability. Uh, but then on Wednesday uh, we we looked at or previous to us, so the previous presenters looked at uh, can the Bible be trusted by looking at archaeology? What does the history, sorry, the science of history, uh, mm. tell us in terms of uh, primary sources, secondary sources, but even more? Uh, to the point, uh, th- uh, archaeological finds and digs uh, from the Middle East itself. And uh, do they correspond to what the Bible has to say? But today we're taking a different approach and so <clears throat> uh, I really encourage our listeners that if if uh, you have questions that are not covered by what we're looking at here today that you go back and listen on Faith FM uh, on the website and tune into some of those other presentations before us and of course those that follow after. But today we're going to be looking at uh, can the Bible be trusted in the sense of what did Jesus and the apostles say? You know I, I often hear Nick uh, people say, yeah, well I'm, I'm not religious, I'm spiritual. Mm, You know, mm. I'm not a Christian per se or, you know, I'm not big into the Bible but, you know, I I like what I hear about and I like what I see with regards to Jesus. You know, I I might watch uh, a Jesus series or a Jesus movie but not really into um, going, you know, getting any more serious than that. Um, And so there are many people who are admirers of Jesus, maybe even fans of Jesus, but are not truly devoted followers of his in terms of wanting to go deeper into the Bible itself. Um, Now, uh, it's really important for us to understand that uh, the, despite the the thinking that some people have that uh, well the Old Testament is of a vengeful God it's of an angry God and the New Testament is is one about a loving God a gracious and a merciful God uh, and uh, perhaps even amongst uh, others still there are those who would suggest that you know the Bible is um, maybe in some regards irrelevant to today uh, I'd really encourage uh, a. Those who think that way to go and dig a little bit deeper mm. into it, but uh, are interested in the the person and the life of Jesus, that you cannot really separate those two things from each other. Mm. It's really important to understand that Jesus's life uh, was uh, was was described within the context, the historical context uh, of the Bible. And the Bible is not just a theological book; it's not only. Uh, although that that that's really important to to its uh, basis, it's not only a book that's about spirituality. It's a historical book, mm-hmm. and, and so we need to examine the Bible historically. And of course, Jesus was one of the most, if not the most, well-known historical figure. Mm. So, what did what did he have to say with regards to the Bible itself? Did he trust the Bible? Did he consider it reliable? Now, there are those who would say, "Well, you know, uh, Jesus, uh, uh, he he." caused a discontinuity um, between himself and and the scripture by what he had to say uh, now takes the place of what the Bible said before him. Yes. Uh, but is that actually true? What did Jesus himself say? I'd really encourage us to, to just simply jump in and, and take a look at uh, at what uh, is recorded there for us because uh, what we read, for example, in the Gospel of Luke about Jesus's life. And by the way, it's really important for us to point out that <clears throat> Yeah, and thankfully, this is true that his life wasn't just looked at from the point of view of one source, but multiple sources. So we actually have four gospels, not one, two, or three, but four gospels that look at his life, uh, and which you are able to compare and contrast and get a, a more complete, uh, mosaic or picture of his life. And even though they are not identical,
0: you know, in terms of, uh, you know, every single word there, but they, they have the same, uh, um, if you like, um, uh, Overview or review how you, how it's correct to say about Jesus. You know, uh, looking at the life of Jesus. Mm. You know, from different uh, perspective, perspective, yeah, that's right, uh, and different uh, personality. That's right, even uh, describing you know mm. um, the life of Jesus on earth, which is supported as you just said, not only by the uh, Christians or the those the followers, Jesus mm. followers, mm. but even historians, people who don't even believe even now that Jesus was uh, the son of God and so on and so forth. But they, uh, they uh, write it down that mm. Jesus existed in that period of time and some of his uh,
1: um, uh, contemporaries, you could say, yeah, 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 yeah. and actions. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting that you point out that there are others who wrote about him because sometimes people will say to me, well, you know, you're going to try and prove to me the Bible from the Bible now. You're going to try and prove to me that the, that, uh, about matters of religion and so on by pointing to the Gospels. Well, I think it's important for us to broaden the view, you know, to, to broaden our, our parameters here and, and to point out that, yes, there were other writers from that period of time. People like Talus, uh, Phlegon, uh, uh, Josephus, for jo- example. Josephus, yes, yes. Another one. Uh, and, and, uh, and so the list goes on. That there, there were, uh, Several, in fact, uh, you could say uh, half a dozen or more uh, contemporaries or near contemporaries mm-hmm. who wrote about Christ uh, in that first century period, uh, and these were people who were you would consider not to be overt friends, but rather instead uh, quite uh, deliberate enemies of uh, Judaism and of Christianity. In many respects, there were Jewish writers who who were uh, antithetical towards uh, towards uh, the Christian faith. There were those who were uh, uh, who were Roman. Uh, historians who also looked at his life and uh, and yet agreed with the the basic uh, uh, the basic details mm-hmm. with regards to to what occurred that is that he was born that he lived uh, and that he died and he died by crucifixion upon a Roman cross uh, and that uh, uh, that they either agreed or disagreed with the fact that he rose again a- and so you know even secular or pagan or or Jewish uh, historians of the time pointed to To the fact of the life of Jesus, uh, so it wasn't just uh, the Gospels uh, that wrote about him, uh, but the Gospels though do point for, point out to us some really important things. And first of all, these were in many instances eyewitnesses of the life of Jesus. They were, they have first hand accounts of what occurred, and not only that, but also in the case of the Gospel of Luke, uh, were examining. Uh, his life as someone who came onto the scene a little bit later and was uh, investigating like an investigative journalist and was going around and having interviews with those who were first-hand eyewitnesses and getting their accounts of what occurred in his life. And so when we talk about... Uh, the historical fact of jesus it's very well grounded in fact if anything uh it's better grounded that jesus was alive and real and living uh, than even julius caesar right because julius caesar uh, we have less documentation from uh, a wide various uh, various uh, mm-hmm. array of sources for his life than what we do for jesus absolutely i think you made a very very good point there
0: uh, hugh uh, by comparison you know uh, as you just said uh, from a historical point of view like uh, Julius, uh caesar you know which is n- in history you know i mean uh, studied you know <laughs> in, mm-hmm. in the books of history and you mentioned also that um, uh, even though the bible it, it is a historical book also mm-hmm. but it's not only And that's a a very significant thing, you know, because uh, you can look uh, in the textbooks today, you can look in the history and you may have some uh, uh, misunderstanding or uh, some things may not lie properly until some other discoveries are done, which was the case in even in our um, uh, one of our studies,
1: uh, archaeology, how archaeology proves the validity yes. of the Bible, which of course was was looked at uh, in our previous exactly, wasn't it? Yeah. So I guess moving on from there, we we can look at the question for today, which is, well, what did Jesus say? This historical figure mm. that we know lived and we know died, and know, we know he lived and died in a specific or geospecific location there in uh, Palestine or Israel, uh, in Judea. That that he he uh, he lived, he died, he taught, he was a great teacher, uh, but he was also someone who. Uh, was accepted as Messiah, who was accepted as the one who would come to save people mm-hmm. from their sins. Mm-hmm. So, what was it that led people to make that discovery about him or, or to come to that conclusion about him? Uh, and what was it that Jesus himself had to say, uh, regarding these things? And what part did the scriptures or did the Bible play in this as well? Because, you know, something that's really important in this whole picture here, uh, Nick, is that, uh, that the Old Testament is very important. Because the Old Testament is essentially the life of Christ foretold. There's many prophecies in the Old Testament that looked forward to, or made allusion to, the life of the Messiah to come—the one who would, who would literally come to save people from their sins and would bring deliverance and would bring redemption. Uh, now, the New Testament is not a discontinuous uh, aspect to this. It's, it's not a. It doesn't. Uh, Uh, It's not detached from the Mm -hmm. Old Testament. It is actually one and part of the same in the sense that the Old Testament foretold the life of Christ. The New Testament is a picture of the fulfillment of those prophecies that foretold the life of Christ in his life itself. So, for example, Jesus himself said this regarding the Scriptures. Uh, He said uh, uh, in John, John chapter 5, again, one of the Gospels, uh, in this account here he says that... uh, now, uh, speaking to the people of his time, he said, you diligently study the scriptures. Now, what scriptures did they have? Mm. Are we talking there about the New Testament? No, we're talking here about the Old Testament. That was the Quite Bible that they had at the time. And so Jesus says here, uh, you, you study uh, the scriptures diligently because you think that by them you possess eternal life. Uh, and so this comes back right back to what we were saying a few moments ago, that uh, they were studying the Scriptures for the purpose of uh, overcoming the dead end of, of life, mm. to enjoy eternal life with their Creator. Uh, but then he goes on and he says, well, you do this, you study the Scriptures that you might possess eternal life, but these are the same Scriptures that testify about me, yet you refuse to come to me to have life. So in other words, the the... Uh, Old Testament, which some people would say, well, you know, we don't need the Old Testament. Actually, yes, we do. Without the Old Testament, you know, I haven't always been a Christian. Without the Old Testament, I would not have had the ability to test reliably whether Jesus was actually the Messiah uh, that others claimed him to be or that by his actions he believed himself to be. You know, is he really the Messiah? Is he really the one who can save us from our sins? Yes. Well, we can... Ascertain that, and we can determine that reliably only as we compare his life with the prophecies of the Old Testament. Uh, the, the Old Testament, which came to its close four hundred, five hundred years before Christ was born, mm. had this big gap between the two. Uh, you, there was no collusion between the writers of the old and the writers of the new, and Jesus was able to say, uh, "Sorry, uh, those writers were able to say of the Old Testament that this is what the Messiah will be like." And it was foreto- it was foretold, but it was also fulfilled then in the life. Of Jesus uh, and so Jesus is saying yes I am the fulfillment mm. of the Old Testament of the Bible so for Jesus clearly the Bible is important the Bible is credible the Bible is reliable without it we wouldn't know who he really was um, another example is and, and by the way this was in the early part of his ministry when you come to the time just after the resurrection so now we're in that, that period that uh, is towards the end of the Gospels Jesus has this to say, having risen from the dead. We read here how that uh, on the resurrection day, (coughs) that Jesus—sorry, there were two disciples who were walking along the way to Mm -hmm. Emmaus, and this person seems to just come up alongside of them, and as they're talking, he interrupts and he says, "Well, what are you what are you talking about here?" And uh, they said. are you the only person who doesn't know the things that have been happening here these past few days, these amazing things that have happened? Uh, well, what things he says? And they said, well, about Jesus. Um, he was a prophet. He was powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. Uh, but he was handed over to be sentenced to death, and and he was crucified. But we hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. Mm. A- and so the whole point of the the whole arc of Scripture was pointing forward to the one who would bring redemption, who would, yes, the people had you know, we, we had fallen, as it were, from from relationship with God. And there would be one, however, who would come to restore us back into relationship with God. And, and uh, Jesus, having heard them speak along these lines, he then says to them, Well, you know, how foolish you are and slow of heart to not believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Christ have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And then get this, he says, and beginning with Moses, there in the Old Testament, mm-hmm. all the way through the prophets, mm-hmm. he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. So uh, how did Jesus view the scriptures? Well, Jesus viewed the Old Testament, which is the Bible of his time, as reliable, as credible. It was worthy of of quotation. It was worthy of examination. It was clearly a book that uh, uh, he pointed others to and said, look, this is where you can find the answers to the deep questions that are burning within your heart.
0: Absolutely. And you know what? Um, Just on that one, that story uh, here which you shared uh, again proves the reality that we can uh, walk astray from uh, from the things which uh, can be in our favor and you know Jesus is addressing here people who are not uh, strangers uh, to the word of god uh, to the old testament in uh, in that uh, period of time and the old testament or the bible if you like to put it it was written or it was transmitted, if you like, by Mm. God, even if it was uh, orally or, uh, uh, you know, write it down, uh, to his people. That was the first intention. Mm. But not only the Jewish people or the the Hebrew uh, people or God's people who were chosen, uh, you know, to represent God uh, knew about this. It comes in my mind that even the three uh, wise men coming from the East, They knew what the Bible uh, said about Jesus, and Mm -hmm. they were searching to see. And this is probably the the good thing um, for me today, Hugh, uh, when I pose a question like this, is the Bible still relevant today? Because that question may, may resonate even in the mind of a Christian
1: mm yes well it can and it's important that it does in fact in fact i think it's it's good when it does because it means that that person is grappling with and mm-hmm. they' are struggling with these really important questions and they're seeking to find reliable answers to those questions and so we can't have definitive or we can't have uh, uh, cer we can't have defin- definitive certainty unless we first struggle and and and, and uh, wrestle with doubt and so it's important that we we uh not just uh Accept doubt, but that we uh, that we uh, that we put doubt itself through all of the same rigorous examination and questioning that we so often put everything else in life uh, through. Um, it's not enough for us to simply say, "Well, I'm going to doubt, uh, and then I'm not going to believe anything." Mm. Well, you know what? Uh, we need to ex- we need to accept the fact that there are things which are certain. Uh, that there are things which uh, they may not uh, always. Uh, we may not always have the clear full picture, but that there are certain things that that, that do stand up under examination uh, but the beginnings of that begins with actually doubting and thinking through and questioning and and going deeper in our understanding of these things
0: and probably uh, that was the sorry to interrupt that probably that was the case with the two uh, disciples the two you disciples, know uh, yes. they they when they saw with their own eyes that Jesus himself you know who was crucified mm. i think uh, it must rush in their mind a lot of questions, you know, mm. but Jesus came to encourage them. Hey, don't just uh, throw everything out of the window just because you have some disappointments uh, because uh, the Bible is also a prophetic book. Yes. It's, a, it's a deep book, which uh, requires a lot of digging, you not know, just surface uh, reading, you know, and mm. things like that. And Jesus actually is encouraging them, getting them back to the Bible and say, hey, didn't you know? In the Bible, hasn't been written in the Bible that the Messiah will come and he will suffer and all those things. Why are you, uh, you know, trouble? And then it started to uh, to open their mind, you know. And um, soon, you know, they were fully, you know, um, aware of who Jesus is, who speaks to them, because Jesus was not coming. Kind of hey, look at me, you know. I mean, this and that. Jesus brought their attention back to the basis Mm. which they knew. And that's probably what we like to, when we ask a question like this today, is the Bible still relevant today? Or uh, we need to go, if we have any sort of doubt in our minds, we really need to go to some basic stuff Mm. and revisit and see what we believe. Because we can drift and sometimes find ourselves, who knows in what sort of uh, uh, direction, you know, a movement uh, and not being able to identify the
1: most uh, uh, basic reality of truth, and this is right. You know, the, the truth of the matter is that uh, Jesus uh, was able to point out who he was with certainty because of what had already been established uh, in the in the past uh, reliably. And so he was mm. able to say, "Look, uh, the we know you know that the Old Testament is reliable." He was able to say to his audience of the time, uh, and. I'm I'm telling on the basis of the Old Testament who I am, and, and when we look back at uh, the Old Testament, we find there are at least three hundred and thirty or more prophecies that directly uh, pointed to the life of Jesus Christ. Uh, many of which, uh, quite a number of which, were were major prophecies. So, for example, uh, you know, Micah pointed out that he'd be born in Bethlehem. Well, was he? Yes, he was. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Isaiah pointed out that he would be uh, that there would be a great light. To the Gentiles, it would arise in uh, in Galilee. Uh, is is that where he resided? Yes, it was. You know, uh, it, it pointed out that uh, that the Messiah to come would be uh, of the line of David. Was he of the line of David? Yeah, sure, he was. uh it, it you know, The Old Testament uh, made it clear through the prophet uh, Zechariah that uh, he would. Uh, Uh, that he would uh, come on the back of a a foal or a donkey. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Did he do that? Yeah, sure. He didn't come on a white horse, uh, so to speak. He came on the back of a donkey uh, to Jerusalem when he uh, entered into Jerusalem uh, that week in which he died, Uh, that he would be sold, uh, Zechariah also points out, for 30 pieces of silver, not 29, not 31, not gold, silver, Mm -hmm. pieces of silver. Uh, Certainly he was. Uh, And so we can go on. Uh, But also points out that, that he would die, and that he would rise again, a- and so all of these many prophecies, myriads of prophecies, pointed to the life of Christ and were fulfilled in his life. Mm. You now, I came across a really interesting uh, story uh, that's pointed out by uh, Erwin Lutzer, mm. and uh, Erwin Lutzer uh, was saying, "Well, you know, how can we know that uh, that Jesus really was who he said he was?" And he points out uh, out here that uh, that uh, the odds of someone accidentally embodying uh, a certain person uh, on the basis of predetermined information that was outside of their control mm-hmm. and was determined by someone long before them on their behalf that the the odds of that happening are very, very slim, uh, and for example, uh, he points out here uh, an example from modern day. Uh, he says that when the CIA you know when they arrange meetings uh, with double agents uh, they provide several steps mm-hmm. uh, for the agent to complete to ensure that they don't get the wrong person by mistake mm. uh, can you imagine the, you know the, the how bad that would be for national int- security interest uh, and so for instance one particular soviet double agent uh, going back uh, obviously a few decades now was given these instructions number 1 go to mexico city so that's what that's what the agent did then 2 send a message to the cia operative there that uh, i jackson have arrived Uh, And then thirdly, after three days, go to a particular place in the city. Uh, Number four, stand in front of the statue of Columbus. Uh, Five, with your middle finger placed in a guidebook. Uh, When in front of that statue, uh, when someone comes to you and approaches asking for directions, respond by saying that six, the statue's magnificent. And seven, that you are from Oklahoma. Um, and then at that point, and that point only, would the CIA operative know this was their agent. This was mm. the double agent that mm. was working now on their behalf. Now, God doesn't just leave it up to seven steps. God gives us this huge, copious uh, compendium called the Old Testament, within which we find hundreds of prophecies that had to be fulfilled unerringly, precisely, uh in the life of one person and one person only in the entire history of Mm, the world. mm. And, of course, that person we now know, we look back in retrospect, we can see was Jesus. So these people of his lifetime, his disciples, and then those who would then later be his apostles, they knew who Jesus was, and they had a fervent and an alive faith. They knew that uh, victory had been given to them through through Christ uh, by God. Because he is the one. He was the one foretold and he has done everything that God outlined. And furthermore, he's won the victory. He's overcome the cross and the grave and has risen again. And so that's why Christianity uh, spreads so rapidly like wildfire around the world because of the very deliberate approach that God took by means of the Old Testament to say, this is the one that I'm sending to you who will save you from yourself, who will save you from your sins and who will bring deliverance to the entire world. Mm. So, very important that we understand the place of the Old Testament has. It's, it actually is uh, indispensable and integral to the Christian faith. Um, so, Jesus clearly considered the Old Testament to be reliable and the Bible itself, you know, to be reliable and verifiable and, uh, and a book that was dependable. Uh, now, uh, where this is concerned, it's really important for us, I think, then to consider, well, you know how did the how did the, the apostles uh, or uh, how, in fact not just the apostles but Jesus himself how did Jesus and the apostles speak of the events of the old testament mm-hmm. because some people look at the old testament and they say well or of the bible more generally they say well how could some of these things have happened well we know that Jesus is is an historical figure we know he fulfills those prophecies but furthermore on the basis of who he is and who he has proven himself to be Uh, we find that his attitude towards the Old Testament um, can be seen in the following way. You know, he quoted it extensively. Yes. He quoted from 14 separate books of the Old Testament, for example. He believed that the people of the Old Testament actually existed. Why am I talking about the Old Testament? Because it was the Bible that he had in his day. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the stories literally occurred. He confirmed the historicity of Abraham, of Isaac, of Jacob. David, Solomon, Queen of Sheba, Elijah, Elisha, Zechariah—all these types of people uh, that we know from the pages of Scripture—and um, uh, he confirmed some of the more controversial accounts recorded in the Old Testament, he, including the creation, Adam mm. and Eve, Cain and Abel, the flood, Jonah, and the and the big fish, uh, and, and so on. So, so Jesus clearly believed, and he never cast any doubt at all on any part of the Old Testament. On the contrary, he believed all of it was equally authoritative, and the apostles have the same view as well. So, for example, uh, the Apostle Paul. Uh, If we were to ask the Apostle Paul what he thought about uh, uh, the Bible uh, in its entirety, not just what he was writing, uh, but also about uh, the Old Testament that came before him, we find something really interesting in what he says in uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16. He says uh, here, speaking to Timothy, he says, uh, But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of because you know from those from whom you learned it and how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures. Mm. Uh, So Timothy obviously uh, was, here we're talking about the Old Testament, talking about the Bible itself from from time before. These holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. And then he says something really interesting. He says, all scripture is God-breathed. Uh, and is, all, is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the, the man or the woman of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And you know, it's not only um, a
0: selling um, attitude here that the, this book is able, capable to do all these things. You know, today if you look for a good advertising, uh, somebody, they want to sell their products, will tell everything what's good about that product. Yes. Wouldn't, take, wouldn't tell you much about uh, um, the other way. But uh, the Bible says here, we'll rebuke you I mean, we'll advise you, we'll, <laughs> yes. to give you, to get wisdom and so on and so <laughs> forth. Very interesting. So he was confident in the product,
1: not just the gimmick. Absolutely. Right, right. Absolutely.
0: Hey, Hugh, I cannot believe that the time is going so fast True. today. And, um, I just even realized that I, I haven't gave the book out, uh, which we promised to our, uh, listener. But hey, we are, uh, realizing now that, um, Indeed, the Bible can be trusted. Now, also, if you like to know more about the Bible or uh, how to study the Bible, we have a wonderful book here by uh, Peter uh, Gregory, How to Study the Bible. My dear friend listening today, you need to do only a simple thing. Send us a text message with the code SA100. And this book is yours, uh, free of charge and no obligation. Please don't hesitate to to ask for this book. And if time's allowed, I may come back again to mention this uh, this book again because we we'll love you to to have something from us uh, today. Uh, Hugh, I realize that we have only maybe five minutes, the most, um, to bring it up, uh, you know, wrap it up. This great, great question which we have for uh, today uh, in regard. Uh, Can the Bible be trusted? And uh, you um, show us through the Bible uh, how Jesus himself, the disciples and other people, they really trusted the Bible. And the results, as we can look back now in history, we can see amazing, amazing uh, results. Mm -hmm. The Bible can change somebody's life. My dear friend listening today, your life can be changed. Would you choose to trust the Bible? What would you like to say here?
1: Oh look, you know, I, I, I know that this is not just theory; that this is reality, and I can say on, on that, say that reliably on the basis of my own experience. Uh, and that of many other people that I've met as well my life was completely and permanently changed by the the life of Christ as described on the pages of scripture but also that uh, has taken deep root in my life and has brought about changes that uh, have been very positive mm. uh, and, uh, uh, and that has given me a hope that's beyond today as well so I would just say to anyone that's listening out there if you're struggling with addiction if you're wrestling with uh, relational difficulties if you are uh, finding finances difficult right now, if it's a matter of um, your reputation that might be at stake, or or if it's a a question of. Uh, whom can you trust? You, you've le- you've you've uh, you've you've learnt to mistrust people. You've been betrayed, and there's and doubt about people, not just about facts, have begun to arisen in your mind, uh, and you're not sure where to turn. Uh, I can reliably say to you, the best place that you can find hope and solace and a new future is to be found within the pages of scripture, because it describes in there reliably the life of the uh, of the the most uh, singularly uh, uh, impressive and uh, uh, defining figures of all time and space, and that is Jesus Christ himself, who died, didn't just live, Mm. he came to die so that you and I may have eternal hope and eternal life. And so I I really would uh, encourage our listeners uh, to do what uh, the apostles did, to put their trust in Jesus, because he is the one who fulfills the Old Testament, but he's also the one who fulfills your future as well. Wonderful,
0: wonderful. Thank you for uh, sharing this, uh, that uh, with us uh, today here. And I did not another thing which I missed out, even to uh, mention that we really appreciate your um, um uh, you know contribution to these programs on uh, Drive Time BQ&A and Hugh, you are pastoring here in Adelaide, South Australia, uh, a couple of churches, uh, Trinity Gardens and Faith Adventist Centre. Uh, if you like to visit one of our churches, uh, wherever you are, my dear friend listening, uh, don't hesitate to use Google uh, <laughs> engine and find an Adventist church in your area and right. um, uh, you will hear a little bit
1: more. I wonder, Hugh, if you could uh, just close with a word of prayer. Sure. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for who you are. Uh, Lord, there's many time that people have had a question about you. Uh, But Lord, we want to thank you that we gain certainty about who you are. We find the greatest expression of your character and of your love and of your grace and of your goodness. And Lord, of your power to help us overcome uh, in the difficulties of life when we look at the person of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for how he, he... chose to be born. None of us did, but he chose to be born and he chose to live and to die that we might have life and have it more abundant and free. We thank you, Lord, for the certainty we have in Christ on the basis not only of prophecy, prophecy fulfilled, but, Lord, also as we uh, engage in a a relationship with you through Scripture and, and through prayer, that, Lord, we know that you are able to come in and begin to make the changes in our life and and uh, to bring the hope and the joy in our life uh, that each one of us needs. So thank you, Father, for your grace and your goodness through Jesus Christ. And we pray, Father, that this will be the experience of every one of our listeners today. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 My dear friend, uh, that's all from
0: us today. Uh, Nick Rita and Hugh Hannon uh, on drive time. But please join us again uh, tomorrow because we are going to continue to wrap it up uh, uh, this uh, week and uh, we'll be again myself and uh, with Tracy uh, posing uh, the next question. Is the, the biblical worldview still relevant in the early third millennium? Until then, may God richly bless you. And have a wonderful, safe walk with Jesus.
3: I'm not on an ego trip. I'm nothing on my own. I've made mistakes. I've often slipped. Just common flesh and bone With faith and hope I look to the day When He will call my name Cause when He was on the cross I was on His mind The look of love Was on His face Thoughts On his head Blood was on that scarlet robe And stained in crimson red Though his eyes were on the crowd that day He looked ahead in time Cause when he was on the cross I was on